0: Hey everybody, it's Lon Seid, and it's time once again for your weekly wrap-up, and we are going to talk this week about the NVIDIA GeForce Now service, and the fact that Activision and Blizzard pulled their games out of that service just a day or two after it launched. It's a very interesting topic because it looks at the relationships of companies, but it also involves our rights as consumers when we purchase licenses to digital content. Lots to talk about here, so let's get to it. So here's the chain of events on NVIDIA GeForce Now and this Activision Blizzard blow up. Uh, We posted our video last week and about an hour or two later, we got word from uh, Russ Wilgus here along with other viewers that Activision and Blizzard games, which were working when I shot the video, were no longer available on the service. Now, the way this service works is very different than other game services out there because you don't buy the games from NVIDIA. You buy them from Steam or from the Epic Games Store and up until last week from Blizzard Activision. And then what you would do is connect up to one of NVIDIA's servers via their NVIDIA GeForce Now client. You log in with your credentials for Steam or the Epic Games Store or Blizzard. And then you can play the games that you've purchased separately on those services over the NVIDIA cloud server. It speaks to the commoditization of PC gaming in that you can run a PC game on anything that's compatible, even a computer that's not at your house. And I found this to be a great thing for consumers because you could test out some of your favorite PC games on a super high-end PC rig that you don't have to buy. You can essentially rent it uh, from NVIDIA for a monthly fee and see how those games might look if you had higher end hardware, or maybe just play the game on a smartphone when you don't have your computer nearby. Uh, Great stuff, we covered this in detail uh, on our review video that went up last week that you can find down below in the master playlist. Now, just after uh, that video went up, of course, we heard the viewers writing in and then the media got involved. And Ars Technica here has a good article about what happened initially. And then Bloomberg followed it up with a quote from NVIDIA as to exactly what transpired. And apparently, uh, this was a misunderstanding between NVIDIA and Activision. Uh, Apparently, Activision had granted them a short-term license for the beta period. But when the service went live, Activision said, hey, we didn't agree to that and demanded that NVIDIA pull the games off of the service. Now remember, uh, these games aren't something that you will run by purchasing from NVIDIA. These were games that you would access with your license when you connected to the NVIDIA server. But nonetheless, Activision said, hey, even if they bought the game from us, they're not playing it through your servers and it's out of here. And I'm thinking, geez, can they do that? Because we've all purchased licenses. Who cares where you actually run the game? Well, as it turns out, if you dive into the uh, Blizzard End User License Agreement, they have language in here specifically forbidding anyone from playing the game over a cloud server. In fact, they've got a long list of things that you can't do with the license that you're buying from them to play digital content. So let's take a look at the language. This, by the way, is item five on a long list of things that you, the player, can't do with their games. And I know nobody ever reads these things, but this is what you are agreeing to even when you don't read it. If you click I accept, that's it. You are now bound by all of this. And remember, as we work our way through some of this language, this is stuff that you agree to as a player. This is not the license that they signed with NVIDIA. And one of the restrictions that they have had in place since at least 2018 is this one on cloud computing. And they define this as using the platform, including a game, in connection with any unauthorized third-party, quote-unquote, cloud computing services, quote-unquote, cloud gaming services or any software or service designed to enable the unauthorized streaming or transmission of game content from a third-party server to any device. And this is kind of unique, at least amongst some of the EULAs that I've looked at over the last couple of days. They very specifically uh, do not allow you to run these games on cloud services that they haven't authorized. So clearly there was an agreement with NVIDIA to authorize this use for a short period of time, which they've now revoked. So now NVIDIA is no longer authorized. And it looks like NVIDIA was doing this to uh, appease Blizzard and Activision. But if you are streaming their games from somebody else's cloud server, and it's not authorized, you are liable here, and you could lose your license to play the game. In other words, they could shut you off of the platform if they find you streaming these games without uh, an authorized cloud provider doing it, and I'm sure they would like to maybe have their own cloud provider doing that, which they'll gladly uh, take your money for. Uh, Some other things of note here on the list of restrictions. They also don't allow for eSports, Uh, So if you are having a group competition that's sponsored, promoted, or facilitated, by any commercial or non-profit entity without obtaining authorization from Blizzard, you are also violating the license. So if you've got an esports club at school, you better get yourself authorized because you could be putting your uh, license at risk here by conducting esports competitions, even doing something locally. I haven't heard of them enforcing any of this stuff, but it's in there and you agree to it uh, when you buy the game. Now, if you happen to violate the agreement by doing something that they don't authorize you to do, uh, they can essentially terminate the agreement, which means if you bought the game, Uh, you will no longer be able to play the game because they're going to kick you off the platform and revoke your license and you likely will not get a refund for it. We see this happening all the time with people who cheat on the online games, which I do think is a justifiable uh, kind of thing to do. But for some of these things you may not be aware of, you could also find yourself in the same boat as someone who's doing uh, a more egregious act. So just keep these things in mind when you are playing Blizzard games online and you might want to take a look at this license just to make sure... Uh you are fully compliant. Here's what I got a kick out of though, and this is something that is across the entire industry, not just with Blizzard and Activision. Uh they talk about new agreements. So here's the deal with this. Uh you agree to this today in 20 in 2020, but maybe next year they decide to come up with a different agreement. So what'll happen here is that uh they will terminate the agreement you're under immediately, and they're going to give you an opportunity to review the new agreement before choosing to accept or reject its terms. Now, if you accept the agreement, you will be under the new rules. And it's entirely possible that this cloud computing language uh, didn't get in until 2018. Maybe you bought a game in 2016 and agreed to the language before uh, the new language came in. But it doesn't matter because what they're saying here in their contract language is that when an agreement ends and we create a new one, Uh, You have to accept the new one if you want to keep playing the game. If you decide to reject the agreement, you don't just default to the old terms. uh, You are just going to be kicked off the platform, (laughs) and that's it. No refund here either. Uh, What's interesting, though, is in the language, they do have a carve-out for physical media. So they do permit you to sell the physical media again if you want. Uh, provided you uh, delete all local copies of it. But that's kind of a first sale doctrine thing that you should be allowed to do anyhow. But all in really interesting stuff here. Now, I know you might be thinking, well, I don't like any of this stuff. I don't like the fact that they can change this agreement anytime you want. We're gonna sue them and do a class action thing and make sure that we can play the game that we paid for wherever we want. Well, good luck with that, because the other thing that you agree to in their license terms is that any dispute with the company... Uh, will be handled through binding arbitration, which means you don't go to court. I was watching uh, Leonard French's channel. He's the, uh, the Your Favorite Copyright Attorney guy. And he was talking about a recent arbitration with DoorDash, which is a delivery service that had a similar clause And he mentioned that in his experience as an attorney, uh, almost all the time, these binding arbitration cases are not even handled with a hearing. You go and submit stuff via email, and the arbiters just try to figure out everything and make a judgment at the end of the day. So you don't even have a day in court here uh, with this binding arbitration. And there's also clauses that prevent class action suits as well. So every member who has an issue has to file their own claim against the company. And that could be, of course, a burden that a lot of gamers are not going to want to do. So I think, again, your rights are really limited here. Now, I did step through a few other EULAs and user license agreements to see what the state of the industry was. Uh, So Take-Two here has similar language in their license. Uh, They say you can't install the software or permit others to do the same on a network for online use, which I think clearly could be interpreted as a cloud computing use, or on more than one computer or gaming unit at the same time. Now, of course, we've seen that before, uh, where you tried to load up your Steam game that was already running on a second computer. You might get locked out of that, uh, which wouldn't apply here. But again, I think that uh, online use thing certainly would rise to that level. Uh, EA, the game publisher everyone loves to hate, has a similar bit of language in their restrictions. Uh, They say you can't attempt to use an EA service on or through any service that is not controlled or authorized by EA. And I have no doubt that we're gonna start seeing these companies uh, make this language more specific and look to block things like Nvidia's services as well. And I hope what happens after all of this is that the companies that are thinking about doing this don't, especially because this is not like NVIDIA getting a free ride off of these games. These are games that people rightfully purchase licenses for and are choosing to run it on a server that they're renting in a cloud uh, rack uh, versus something they might be running at home. But nonetheless, I think we're going to see a lot more industry tension here rolling forward. And the way that NVIDIA has decided to approach playing games through their streaming service is novel and unique, uh, but unfortunately anything new and different is going to raise the hackles of the, uh, the incumbency in uh, trying to make things right for consumers. So I want to know what you all think about this, because I've just been fascinated kind of going through all of these EULAs here, and I never even anticipated that this would be a problem with anyone. In fact, when I was playing with the beta version of GeForce Now, they let you install whatever you wanted to off your Steam account. Not everything worked, but a lot of stuff did. But now that the service is in full release and they're taking money for it, or at least they will be in 90 days when all those free trials end, I think the game is changing here and publishers are seeing the ability to maybe make more money off of this. And all they've got to do to do that is just change their terms of service and their licensing agreements to be more like Activision's. And now there's an opportunity for them to go after NVIDIA. So this is either going to make the GeForce Now service less attractive or it's going to make it more expensive because NVIDIA might have to pay licensing fees to all these companies that are uh, allowing them to let you play the game that you paid for over their service. Just another example of how fragmented gaming has become and how fragmented it's going to get even further in the future. Uh, So let me know what you think of all this down in the comments below, because clearly Nvidia has opened up a whole new can of worms here, and I'm hoping that the game companies will give us gamers some leeway in letting us play the games the way we want, especially after we paid full price for those games. By the way, if you're playing a Steam game, it doesn't mean that this won't happen to individual Steam games either, because you agree to the Steam license, first of all, But each game has its own license that you're purchasing, and each company that publishes those games has different rules. So you may want to go in and just take a look at some of your EULAs, too. Let me know what you find down in that comment stream as well. Now, I do want to take a minute and thank our newest supporters here on the channel. They include Brendan McCleary, who contributed via Patreon, along with Andreas LaMaca, Need, and D. Nolte. Uh, The last three contributed via the YouTube membership program. Uh, we also had some super chatters who contributed on one of my recent live streams. Uh, that includes Clean937Samuel, who gave once again this week, and Tuan who also contributed via the live stream. I want to thank everyone who contributed to the channel this week, along with everyone who's been contributing on an ongoing basis. And I wanna thank everyone who watches on a regular basis too because all of those things equal channel growth. And we're recording the wrap up a day early because they're doing some work around the house when I usually shoot the video. So a few people may have contributed since this video was recorded and we'll get your thank you out next week. And we'll also be adjusting the credits hopefully sometime this week to reflect all the new people who joined over the last month and a half. Now, if you want to support the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv slash support and make a monthly or one-time contribution to the channel through my donor box page. We also support Patreon and we're supporting the YouTube membership program where you can make a contribution and then get this really cool loyalty badge put up next to your name that shows up in comments and in chat. So let's take a look now at the week in review on the live streams, we did a stream about the Muse S Brain Scanner. Uh, this is a rather unique device, to say the least. It straps around your head like a sweatband and it can, they say, uh, read your brain waves and help you meditate better. I don't know if it works or not, you can watch the stream and make the judgment for yourself, but uh, yeah, it's 350 bucks, and I don't think it was quite worth the uh, price there. Uh, we also took a quick look during that video at the uh, Mevo Start streaming camera, which, by the way, we also unboxed on the Extras channel And I will be doing a full review of this coming up a little bit later in the week. On the main channel, we looked at the Motorola One Action smartphone. It's a low-cost Android phone that has a wide-angle video camera. It's got some decent stabilization on that camera, too. Uh, We also looked at, of course, the GeForce Now service, which we've been talking about in the wrap-up this week. And then I also did a follow-up video on the MiSTer. And some of you may have caught this live stream as we were doing it because I got a case for my mister along with a USB hub and I had to take the whole thing apart and I thought it might be fun to see what you can run on the DE10 nano board that is the first component of any mister installation. You can get those on Amazon. Uh, They're readily available. And if you are waiting on other parts of your mister stack to come in, uh, there's a lot of stuff you can do right out of the gate uh, to play around with Mr., and I show you some of the things that work on it. And a lot of folks in the Mr. community were enjoying that video. Now, coming up this week, I've got a couple of fun things planned. Uh, the first, of course, is that Mibo camera review. We already shot it. We're just getting a few extra pieces of footage done for that in the next day or two. Uh, we're also going to do a fun video with a friend of mine about live streaming on the cheap. And what we're trying to do with this is... Uh, helping people get a live stream or a multi-camera video production going without spending a lot of money. I think people go into this business, this YouTube thing, uh, with too many dollars. They, they spend too much money on getting all this equipment. And you may have enough things kicking around the house to make it work to get you started. And I think the best way to get started is to use what you have and then figure out what you need as you start to build an audience. And we're gonna go up to my friend Mark's house Uh, He lives about a half hour up the road. And he's got a very uh, unique skill. He makes uh, wooden jigsaw puzzles. He's been doing it now for a number of years. And his workflow is fascinating to watch because his fingers get so close to the saw that he's using uh, to cut out these wooden puzzles. And it's mesmerizing. And he's been starting a YouTube channel. He's getting some traction. And he wants to do more live streaming as he's working throughout the day. So we're gonna go up there, see what he's got. And we're gonna try to put together something with all the things he already has in his house to see if we can get a multi-camera OBS thing going. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, AT Games reached out to me, and I know they've got a marginal reputation on some things in the retro gaming community, but they uh, have this arcade cabinet that I saw at CES that kind of fascinates me because it's really well-built. It's got a lot of neat control surfaces on it, and it has an input for other devices, a video input, And I was wondering, would it work with my mister? And what do you know, they reached out to me asking if I would demonstrate this with the mister. They've added some features to their controller to allow it to connect to other devices, which it wasn't doing a few weeks ago. So I'm gonna go up and try this this afternoon. And if I'm able to get things to work, uh, we'll have a video about integrating the mister uh, with your arcade cabinet here. I think that might be a killer combo. Uh, Now, if you want to follow what I do and uh, get notified every time I go live or upload a video, definitely click on that bell so you can keep up with everything that we're uploading. Uh, We've got a lot of other channels that we upload to, including the Extras channel for unboxings and supplementary content. This show is uploaded in audio format on my podcast feed a couple of days after it shows up on YouTube. We have the Snippets channel for uh, search-friendly snippets of some of the videos I've produced. Uh, We have the live streams, which you can find at that link, it's an archive of my uh, live streams that I've done here on the main channel. Those often don't get pushed out to subscribers, so uh, these are a bunch of unlisted videos that you can play. We've got tens of hours of content there. And then we've got my Amazon shop where we are uh, starting to build out a content presence there, and you can follow me there too. Now, if you want to engage with the channel, we have my email list at lon.tv slash email. We're very infrequent about that, but we'll notify you of special events coming up we have the Facebook group, which is really hopping these days. We're almost to 900 people. Uh, and then we also have my store at lon.tv slash store, where I sell previously reviewed items. And you can often get new stuff for less than what it costs new, but there's only one of everything because it's the actual item that we reviewed here on the channel. And you can get notified whenever I update the store by going to my store alert email at lon.tv slash store alert. That's a separate email list, but I know a few hundred of you are on that one, always looking for a deal. And anytime we do an update, you get notified on there. So that is going to do it for this week's weekly wrap-up. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Please keep those questions and comments coming and also let me know what you think of the new shortened wrap-up format. We're seeing some good numbers on these, so we're going to keep tweaking things and see how those tweaks uh, get impacted by uh, audience and, of course, the YouTube algorithm. So, lots more to come. Thank you all once again. And until next time, this is Lon Seidman. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.tv supporters, including gold level supporters, the Four Guys with Quarters podcast, Tom Albrecht, Rajesh, Logic GR and Kalyan Kumar. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month.